0: Welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope that you guys are having an amazing day and that your week is as awesome as you are. My week has been amazing so far. This week, I started teaching kids in China English. Yeah, I know, it's a weird thing, but let me just explain. Now, as most of you know, um, I officially quit my job in August so that I could begin working on my business full-time. But before quitting my job in August, I have been working for the state of Alabama for the past eight years as a rehabilitation counselor. So my job was to help people with disabilities either go to school or find employment. Now, at first, I really loved my job, and I couldn't wait to go to work every day. But somewhere, I guess year five, I began to feel like I needed to begin doing the things that I really wanted to do, which was start my own business and pursue my dream of becoming a songwriter. So I decided that... I would save up some money and wait until the right time before I quit my job to do this. Now, this has always been a dream of mine, but you know how it goes. It's like you get married, you have kids, and sometimes you just decide to do the sensible thing instead of doing the thing that you've always dreamed of doing. So, after three years of thinking about this and planning, I finally took the jump and left my job of eight years to pursue my dreams. And let me tell you, it was kind of scary. And I guess it's scary because you don't know if this is going to be successful or not. But I just knew this something I had to do. It's like, it scared me more to think of myself retiring from that job than to leave that job and go do something I wanted to do. Because the worst thing that could happen is... You don't exactly do everything, but there's something always comes up in life, and you can evolve, and you can do other things. So that was how I decided to look at it. I was like, you know what? I'm afraid that I'm going to retire here if I don't do something. So I did something. I took the leave, and let me just tell you, that's the best thing I could have ever done. Now, I haven't made any money on my business yet, but that is fine because I'm getting there. I have a plan. I have my quarterly goals. I'm working toward it. So money will be happening sometime this year. Um, in regards to my business, but I'm happy I did it because I'm happier. Like I'm happier. My marriage is better. My husband's happier. The kids are better. My relationship with my daughters is better. I just love the fact that since I am working from home, I'm able to spend time with them and be more involved in their lives than when I was working in an office environment. Because this year, my daughters have gotten sick. A lot. So before I'd be like, "Oh God, I don't have sick leave," and so either I send them to school sick or complain about taking off. It was just a stressful time. But this year, it wasn't a big deal because I took them to the doctor. I stayed home with them when they were sick, and then I still got to do my work because they were sleeping. And while they were sleeping, or while they were doing their other stuff, I did the work that I needed to get done. So it all worked out. Another thing that I like is that I'm having a chance to pursue other opportunities and work from home now I knew when I quit that I would probably need a part-time job and that's just to help out financially with my family and also to help me to have money so I can go to the studio record keep up the podcast you know just do some things I needed to do or wanted to do so I knew I would need to have a part-time job however I looked into it working outside of the home didn't make sense if it would take me away from doing what I wanted to do. So my sister, um, she is she for the past two years, actually, three years, she's been working online as a teacher. And what she does is she teaches kids in China English. And she was like, Kiana, you should do this. And I was like, well, what are the requirements? And she's like, well, you need to have a degree, preferably a master's. I was like, oh, great, I have that. She, I was like, does it matter what it's in? She's like, no, it doesn't even matter what it's in. You can just go do this. And I was like, okay. So I went online. And I looked into several different ones, but I finally decided to just do VIP kids. So I went there and filed the application. They accepted it. Did my mock interviews. And so now I I am a teacher for VIP kids. So I started Monday. And the great thing about this is that you pick the times you want to work. So for me and my family, it's better if I work in the morning. So I had myself working between the hours of 4 to 6.30. No, 4 to 6.00. And after 4 to 6, it's like people sign up. They take your classes. You teach them the classes. So after 6 o'clock, I am done. So I can take my kids to school. And then throughout the day, I can work on my own business and then go to bed, of course, early. So I can get up the next morning around 4 so I can do this. But I like it because it gives me the opportunity to still make money, still be a mom full-time, Well, you're always a full-time mom, but you know what I'm saying? Like, still be a mom and be active in my kids' lives and work and start my business. So I really love it, and that's what I've been doing. Now, as I mentioned, of course, I do get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. It depends, though, because sometimes it's like 3 o'clock if I have a 4 o'clock class. So I get up really, really early, but I think the benefit is that even though I get up early, If I want to go back to sleep, I can throughout the day, but I like the fact that I get a chance to do what I want to do throughout the day and work my business, and I do see a lot of progress, so it's better than when I was working full-time and then trying to do this as a side hustle, because I was getting things done, but not to the extent that I needed it to get done, but now I'm getting things done to the extent that I need them to get done, and... I am also working part-time. So that is it. Now I'm telling you this story not because I just want to talk about it. I do, but I'm telling you this story because I want to let you know that no matter what you want to do, I don't care what it is, you can do it and you can be successful if you put your mind to it. Now, as I mentioned, I have not made money for my business yet. Yet I'm excited because I know that before the end of this year, my business will be profitable. Believe me, starting your own business is hard and you do learn a lot by trial and error trial and error. And let me say, when I say it's hard, like you have to work so many hours just to get things going. But if it's something you're passionate about and want to do, and if this is a this is lifestyle that you want to have, then it's worth it. So if this is something you want to do, go ahead and do it. And I hope that this story encourages you guys to begin to take action to live the type of life that you want to live and to go after your dreams. Now, I understand going after your dream does not always mean starting a business, and it doesn't have to. It's perfectly okay if that's not your dream. Your dream may not to be to start a business or even to work remotely. It could be to change careers, maybe move to another state, change um, your lifestyle, maybe change like... Your lifestyle or your habits. It could be to take a vacation that you've always wanted to take. I don't know what your dreams are, but whatever it is, is worth dreaming about, is worth pursuing, and is worth doing. So I hope this story will encourage you to take action toward making your dreams a reality. Now, as always, I would definitely, truly love to hear some of your dreams and some of your goals. So if you feel like it, if you want to share with me your dreams and goals, just head over to the Music and Vibes podcast Facebook page, and leave me a message telling me about some of your dreams and some of your goals. I would love to hear from you. On today's episode of Music and Vibes, I would like to talk about how spirituality can enhance your relationship. Over the past few years, there have been a lot of movies made about how prayer can save your marriage, or how prayer, and I'm talking about the movie The War Room, has helped people save their marriage or how having a relationship with God can save your marriage. And I'm talking about the movie Fireproof, which inspired the book The Love Dear, which I have tried, but I've never gotten completely through. That's a whole nother story, a whole nother podcast. Anyway, both of these movies were tremendous hits in the Christian community, and it gave hope to thousands of individuals who saw these movies and... So that their marriages could be either helped or saved. And to be honest, I know a lot of people who are not Christians per se. But they watch these movies and they were really inspired. So... Here's what the movies were about. I'm not going to tell you everything because I have a habit of spoiling the movies. I'm a movie spoiler by nature because I like to tell people everything. So I'm not going to go exactly into detail about everything that happened. I'm just going to give you the gist of what happened so that we can talk about it in the podcast. But if you want to watch either The War Room or Fireproof, I believe you can either catch it on Netflix or you can rent it online. You can get it. So if you want to look up those movies, go ahead, look them up, watch them. So... I promise you, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll try not to anyway. So in the movie War Room, it is about this couple. And the couple's name is Liz and Tony. Now, they seem to have everything going for them. A beautiful home, good careers, a beautiful daughter. But the sad reality is that they are not happy. And their marriage looks like it's headed for divorce. Now, Liz happens to be a real estate agent. And throughout the course of the movie, she meets this older lady who encourages her to pray for her marriage instead of fighting or arguing with her husband. Now, she meets the lady because the lady wants her to sell her house. And so, somehow, you know how it is. You start talking to people, developing a rapport, and this came out about the marriage or whatever. So, the older lady befriends her and encourages her to pray for her marriage instead of fighting or arguing with her husband. To make a long story short, Liz and the older lady become friends and... Liz begins to pray for her marriage, which she does. And at the end of the movie, the marriage is saved, their relationship is restored. Now, of course, I'm not going to tell you all the obstacles that they had to overcome in the movie. But through prayer and Liz's faith in God, they were able to overcome these obstacles and the marriage is saved. Okay, so that's the movie War Room. Now, in the movie Fireproof, that was about a firefighter named Caleb whose marriage was headed for divorce. His wife had already served some divorce papers. It seemed like there was no hope in trying to save this marriage. In the movie, Caleb talks to his father about how terrible things are in his marriage, how his wife wants a divorce and separation. He really talks, he has a heart-to-heart talk with his father. So his father encourages him to delay the divorce and follow a procedure called the love Dear to make them fall in love again. Now in the movie, Caleb's dad also did the same thing or he had experienced the love dare in his marriage and he said it worked for him. So throughout the movie, Caleb follows the steps laid out in this book called The Love Dare for him and eventually he's able to save his marriage. Now throughout the movie, Caleb does experience some setbacks and I'm going to say I was holding my breath cuz you know, it did not seem like it's going to work out. But he's able to make progress by following The directions in the book, The Love Deer, that he got. It was more like a journal that his dad gave him, and it had Love Deer on it. So since all of my friends and family, like I told you, no, I'm a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil it. But in the end, everything worked out for him. Even though I'm a Christian, I do believe in God and I do believe in the power of prayer. However, I do realize that everyone listening to this podcast may not believe in God, so I think that before we go any further or any deeper with this topic, that we need to first understand what spirituality is. According to Webster's Dictionary, spirituality is a state or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in a person or a thing. Now, this is important because spirituality can mean different things to different people. Now, for me, my spirituality is defined in my belief and trust in trusting God, and so and in prayer. So, since I believe in God, that's spirituality for me. But your spirituality can be defined by your belief in a higher power and that there's someone bigger organizing and orchestrating this whole big universe that we live in. Or it could be positive thinking and your belief that if you think positive, what you think affects what you do. Or it could even be karma. I don't know. But what I do know is that the majority of us do believe that there is someone out there who is bigger and more powerful than we are. Whether we call this spirituality, religion, karma, positive thinking, the most of us Most of us can honestly say that we are on some type of spiritual journey, and even though your spiritual journey may be different from mine, it does not mean that your journey is less important or even less spiritual for that matter. Did you know that spirituality does have an effect on your marriage or your relationship? Maybe the saying, the family that prays together stays together, might have some truth to it after all. Now, as we discuss more about the podcast, I am going to focus on prayer and belief in God because that's what spirituality is for me however I do not want I want you if that is not what spirituality is for you know that whatever it is that you believe in whether it's a higher power positive thinking these things are helpful to your marriage as well so research shows that couples who share either a spiritual experience together have a better quality of life than couples who don't share a spiritual experience now as I said before this Spiritual experience could be if you believe in a higher power or positive thinking. If you and your you and your spouse believe the same thing, then you are bound to experience a higher quality and a better quality of life than those who don't have a spirit a spiritual experience together. Now, some of the benefits that spiritual connected couples share are okay. This is a good one. Better physical health economic success, a longer lifespan, and a more stable home environment for raising children. Who knew that being spiritual could do so much for your marriage or your relationship? So here are some things that you did not know about, or here are some benefits that you don't know about being a spiritual couple. Okay, number one, spiritual connectedness increases happiness. Those who share spiritual beliefs often have a longer relationship because they believe the same thing so if my husband and I are on the same page when it comes to our spiritual beliefs and what we believe and our morals and our values then our relationship is going to be better and it'll last longer not saying that we're going to be perfect but we have the same ideal so if we believe in prayer together then if we're mad about something, or something bad comes up, we'll pray together. Or if you guys believe in positive thinking, if something bad happens, you guys will talk about it. And together, you will figure out a way to navigate through that difficulty. That is how it will work if you have similar spiritual beliefs. Rather than one person believes this thing, the other person doesn't believe the same thing. It's just difficult to connect if you don't believe the same thing. In what is considered to be the first significant study associated with relationships and belief across ethnic lines, researchers conclude that a definitive link exists between couple's belief and a satisfaction to read from a relationship. This was surprising to me because I didn't know that it really mattered that much. I remember being a kid, and you know how it is. I was in church, and they, there's a verse in the Bible that says, don't be unequally yoked. I always thought this was the dumbest thing I ever heard. I was just like... Well, you should marry who you love, and it shouldn't matter what they believe in. But according to research, it does show that if you and your spouse share similar spiritual beliefs, that your relationship is going to be longer, and that it's going to be better. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, God was on to something. He knew what he was talking about. It wasn't pretty much saying that you should think you're better than other people who believe something totally different and that's why you won't marry them. It's not even about that. It's about if you want your marriage to last longer and be a success, then it helps out if you guys both believe the same thing. It's not the end all. And if you're married to someone who doesn't have a similar spiritual belief as you, it does not mean that your relationship is headed for a demise. It doesn't. You're just going to have to work harder to navigate through some issues and come to a common ground that's all it means and you too can also be successful but today we're just talking about how spiritual connectedness increases your happiness so that was one thing that did surprise me because like oh there's research to back this stuff up that's pretty cool so yeah i thought it was amazing and cool that if you guys both believe the same spiritual belief that your relationship is going to be happier and it's going to be longer Yeah, I know, right? Who knew? The next thing I found out is that spiritual couples are emotionally healthier. Now, in a Columbia University study, spiritual or religious practices often thicken the brain um, region associated with counteracting depression. I did not know that. In a study published by JAMA Psychiatry, 103 adults were questioned in regard to their religious or spiritual practices. Interestingly enough, those that value their practices highly displayed a thicker area in the part of the brain that offsets depressive symptoms. According to Lisa Miller, a professor and director of clinical psychology at Columbia University, the new study links this extremely large portion, or the, the new star, excuse me, According to Lisa Miller, a professor and director of clinical psychology at Columbia University, the new study links this extremely large protective benefit of spirituality or religion to protect it to previous studies which identified large expansions of the cortical thinning in specific regions of the brain, which is a risk for major depression. Okay, so I guess what it's saying is that people who believe in god or higher power or have some kind of spiritual connectedness and believe in their spiritual or religious practices they are more it's easier for them to get over depression and it's because they have something to believe in so it's easier if you believe that there's something bigger than you that's going to handle a situation rather than feeling all the pressure to handle a situation now when we i say this i'm talking about people who get depressed because of situations. Depression is a normal part of life. It happens to all of us. It is only considered to be a disorder when it happens for longer periods of times and your depression symptoms do not leave, they're not alleviated, and your symptoms still are there. So for those people who experience situational depression like we all do, you're depressed because of certain things that happen, having a religious foundation can help you be healthier because you won't be depressed as long and your symptoms won't be as severe so and it also helps to offset depressive symptoms so for example i know for myself i do get anxiety or stressed out when things don't seem to be going my way because i just want things to be perfect i want things to be right And I want to know how things are going to work out. And so if I don't know how things are going to work out, and if I don't feel like I'm in control, then I do experience depression or anxiety. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. But I notice that when I personally just say, God, I don't know what to do. You handle this. My anxiety goes away. I no longer feel depressed or stressed because I know that there's someone bigger than me who's handling my problems. So that's how religion helps me when it comes to stress anxiety and depression and so I think this study shows that if you have some type of religious practice it helps you navigate and you don't feel so much pressure on yourself because you know there's somebody bigger out there who's going to take care of it things are going to work out so you don't feel as stressed now for those of us who um if you do have a diagnosis of depression I do want you to take into account that depression is Something that affects your relationship. And if you are experiencing it or have a diagnosis of depression, then it's important for you to go see a counselor, take your medication, because let me just let you know, the 103 people that they surveyed and questioned and talked to, this study was based on 103 people who did not have a clinical diagnosis, who did not have a diagnosis of depression. So the results that they get are for people who typically are not experiencing depression or have a diagnosis of it but if you do have a diagnosis of depression I would advise you to know that your marriage can still work things are still going to be fine and you just need to continue to see your doctor take your medication if your doctor has prescribed medication and continue to see your counselor do that and your marriage will still be good because a lot of people think that um If they have depression that they're not spiritual which is not even true you can be spiritual and you can still have depression and you can be spiritual and you can still need medication spirituality has nothing to do with any type of disorder you have or physical disease that you have it has nothing to do with that it's a state of mind it's how you feel and what you believe it's not a physical thing so if you do have Uh, diagnosis of depression, continue to take your medication and do what you need to do and your marriage will still be fine believe it or not, I didn't know this either depression is one of the major causes of divorce and so the results of this study are immensely important because it shows that the devoted are apparently better equipped biologically to counteract with the precursors of depression which can have a positive impact on the emotional satisfaction one gets from a relationship and If you are taking medication and seeing a counselor and you're still spiritual and all of this stuff go hand in hand, the same thing goes for you as well. So I just wanted to point that out that spiritual couples, according to this research, are emotionally healthier. Yeah. The next thing I found out is that prayer increases commitment. Prayer seemingly increases commitment for your spouse. In a journal of family psychology, partner focus prayer an aspect of prayer where one partner devotes time praying for another shows an increase in levels of commitment and relationship satisfaction now this is exciting because it goes along with what the war room was talking about because in that movie the lady was praying for her husband he was not praying for her nor did he even know she was praying about it but she prayed for him and things got better and it did increase the level of commitment and satisfaction in the relationship so it shows that that they maybe they were on to something you know because in this study that's found in the journal of family psychology it shows that partner focused prayer can increase levels of commitment and relationship satisfaction i also think this is so encouraging because so many times it may be a situation where your spouse is not on a spiritual journey with you or they may not be where you are in their spiritual journey but the great thing is it doesn't even matter like They may go to church. They may not. Maybe they believe in something. They may believe in God. They may not. It doesn't even matter because this study shows that if you believe in God or if you believe in prayer or if you believe that things are going to work out and you pray about it, you just being that one person, you, if you pray for your spouse every single day or if you pray for your spouse on a regular and consistent basis, then, your marriage is going to improve, and I think find that so helpful because so many times we all it takes two to do things in marriage, which is great don't don't think that I love the teamwork of marriage, but there are some times where it's important to know there are things you can do on your own that can increase the quality of your marriage. so prayer is one of them. so I just wanted to let you know it's okay if only you are praying for your spouse, your marriage can get better just because of you praying for your spouse. So, like I said earlier, I guess the movie War Room was on to something. Another thing that we did find out about people who are spiritually connected is that sometimes spirituality equals kindness. People often use acts of kindness as a benchmark for how effective spiritual and religious practices are. Now, this is fair, considering that many religious or spiritual people are far from our far from what is generally considered to be kind which is true I met some people who claim to be Christians and they were like the meanest people ever but that's not everybody and that's what I tell people you know it's like everybody who say that they're a Christian or everyone who said that they're spiritual regardless of what journey you are on it doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily be kind so I think sometimes we go into this setting ourselves up for failure like oh well they said they were a Christian. And they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Or they said they believe in positive thinking, but they're the most negative person I ever met. Or they said they believe in a higher power, but they're trying to do all this stuff on their own. And it's not healthy for us to think that way. Because just because you identify as something don't mean that you are that yet. And I think it's important because many of us have married people who we thought were Christians or were positive thinkers Or believe in a higher power and then once we got together and once we married then we realized that oh wow that's not the case it may be the case that they do believe in that maybe they are a Christian maybe they are and I would say maybe they are a Christian that's for God to judge not us maybe they do believe in a higher power maybe they are positive thinkers but maybe they're just not where they need to be in that journey yet Believe me, spirituality and religion is a journey. You can't just get up one day and say, hey, I'm a Christian and expect to be perfect. That's not going to happen. You can't get up one day after years of thinking negative and say, you know what? I'm going to think positive. It doesn't happen. You can't get up one day after years of believing in nothing and say, I think there's a higher power. You can say that, and it's true, but being spiritual is more than just acknowledging that there's something bigger than you or I in the universe. It is about being kind. It's about being considerate. It's about being caring. Putting the welfare of other people first. That is what all of this is about. And so if we are spiritual or religious, then it will affect our relationship because we're going to be kind. It is going, We are going to be considerate. We're going to put our husband or wife's needs above our own. We're going to think about them. And we're going to monitor what we say how we do things. You know, that is what we're going to do. And it's funny because all the things that spiritual people are supposed to be doing or we try to do are things that are needed to make a marriage work. So that is why if you are connected spiritually with your spouse or if you are a spiritual person, your marriage is going to see the results of all the spirituality because things are going to be better, you're going to be kinder, you're going to be nicer, more understanding, more forgiving, more loving. And those are... That is what should happen in our marriages if we are on a spiritual journey. Now, granted, we all have some work to do, but we're going to do the best that we can and we're going to keep working at it because we are a work in progress. So, yeah, that's another thing that happens when you are spiritual in your marriage and when you allow spirituality into your marriage. And spirituality also releases stress. Now, I talked about it earlier, but, yeah... Spirituality relieves stress. Now stress happens in varying degrees and it plays a role in each of our lives. Stress could be work, stress could be kids, stress could be finances, stress could even be family obligations. Believe me, I've experienced some of that stress, especially yesterday. We had one car in our home and my husband had to do an interview at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. My daughter had band practice, a mandatory band practice that lasted until 5 my husband's interview was like an, an hour away with traffic. So we were trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, maybe I could rent a car. And I tried. But guess what? There were no cars available. Like, seriously, I called Enterprise. I called Budget. I called Avis. Any car place you could think of in Madison, Alabama, I called. And they said they had nothing available for yesterday. In addition to that, I asked them to look into the um, Other locations that are close to us, which would be like Athens, Decatur, Huntsville. Nothing. So, I was unable to rent a car. So, eventually, my husband and I, we talked about it. Of course, I was like, God, I don't know what to do. What should I do? And then, after that, I was just like, okay, I'm going to let God handle it. So, what happened yesterday is that we decided, I talked to my daughter, and I was just like, you're going to have to miss your mandatory rehearsal because your dad has to go do this interview for a job. So, that is what happened but even though she missed it she was okay with it it was peaceful he went did his thing and it was good and they called him back for a second interview so that was pretty good because he's trying to expand his career options so that was a good thing so spirituality helped me with stress because i was like god you gotta take care of it i tried everything i could try that was it and so then i stopped worrying about it and i was able to move forward throughout my day and things worked out now, according to the Mayo Clinic, spirituality helps to relieve these stressors in a few different ways, specifically by helping you mm-hmm. connect with yourself in the world, expand your support network, feel a sense of purpose, have a healthier life, and release control. And that's exactly what I said help me do, help me release control like I tried, can't do anything. God, deal with it. So that is what spirituality can do. And believe me, when you release control and realize there's nothing you can do and just let things go, you feel such peace since like a weight has been lifted off your shoulder because you just know things are going to work out. They always do. And the funny thing is that even though we know for a fact that things always work out, we always forget it With different situations come and think, we have to do this. But the great thing about it is like we don't have to do this. All we have to do is trust that God is going to work things out and let him handle things. So that is how spirituality can play a role in your marriage. Now you'll notice that each one of these plays a direct role in our relationships. It plays a role, th- a role in our health, our connectedness with our partner partner or spouse, our purpose. It helps us let go of control because sometimes control issues can kill a marriage. And it supports us in our emotional state of mind and what we're feeling and in our worship emotional well-being now all of these are healthy for us in our marriage and so when all of these things happen our marriage gets better because we're not stressing about things we're not fighting with our spouse we're not being irritable because we have we are centered and we know that things are going to work out more importantly in relieving stress through spiritual or religious practices you diminish the likelihood that stress will negatively impact your relationship spirituality does this by nurturing your relationship and creating a deeper understanding and appreciation for your loved one there which is true because you do work together you appreciate your loved one now i think this is amazing and i am when i read all this i was excited And I know that this was a lot of research that was put into this podcast, but I did that purposely because I wanted to back up the idea that there is some credence to the fact that spirituality does play a huge role in the success of your marriage and your relationship. Now, I personally know for a fact that God in prayer has helped me and even saved my marriage. Yes, my husband and I have had difficult situations that we had to navigate through, but this is life. I mean, who doesn't have difficult situations that they have to navigate through? But however, knowing God has helped me through these difficult situations, and it helped make these situations less difficult and easier for both of us to navigate through as a couple. This week, I want to encourage you to give prayer a try. And the great thing about praying for your spouse, and I say start off with that one for me, because it's easier to pray for someone. And the thing about praying for someone when you're praying for someone, it's hard to hate them. When you're praying for someone, it's hard to hold a grudge. When you're praying for someone, it's hard to be mad at them. When you're praying for someone, it's hard to want anything other than good things for them. So that is why I encourage you this week to let's begin our spiritual journey and make our relationships better. And we can start that by praying for our spouse. Now, they don't even have to know that you're doing it. And I would say probably don't tell them that you're praying for them. Just do it and see what happens. Because... God can do so many things if you just pray for your spouse, and you can see many improvements. So if you and your spouse are fighting all the time, stop fighting, start praying. If there is something that your spouse needs to do, but refuses to do, or is not capable of doing, or don't understand how to do it, or I don't know, whatever reason it is they're not doing it, stop nagging them, and just start to pray about it. Let prayer become the first thing that you do in your marriage instead of arguing. God can do more for your marriage than all the nagging and arguing can do. Believe me, I know. I've tried that nagging, I tried arguing, tried all that. Didn't work. But once I started to pray, then things started to work. So that is my encouragement to you this week. And just think about it how spirituality can increase your relationship. Now, if you're already spiritual or religious, or believe that there is someone bigger than us in this world monitoring and governing our lives then you're on the right track and your marriage will definitely see the benefits from it. If you're not, then I just advise you look at the research, take into consideration, and then choose if this is something you want to include in your relationship to help you guys grow and get stronger and have a longer relationship. Because if you're like me, I want to be married for, I want to be the person married for 50, 60 years who are like in our 80s. And they're like, well, they've been married for like, 50 years you know i I want to be that person and i want us to grow old together and all those things but none of this will happen if we do not pay attention to our marriages and by paying attention to our marriages in every aspect we're making it better and we are increasing the odds that marriages can be what we want them to be so this week we talked about how spirituality can increase and improve your marriage and the quality of your marriage and the longevity of it so If you're not spiritual religious, I say give it a try. Like, what do you have to lose? You don't have anything to lose. If anything, you can just see benefits. And if you see this is not working for you, then you can stop doing it. But I do encourage you at least to try it to see how this can improve your marriage. And so how you can see how God can work things out and also help your spouse. Now, I do want to let you know that when you pray for your spouse, the great thing about it is that you begin to change and you begin to see them in a, in a different light, which is great because you can't have one person change and you stay the same. That's not going to work. So, as you pray for your spouse, you'll both begin to change and you both will get closer together and through happiness and the will get better, it will increase and your marriage will get better. So, let's try to be well. So, yeah, so pretty much that's what I wanted to talk about this week spirituality in our marriage. Now this week, the song we're going to listen to is called At the Altar, and the song is about two women who are dealing with problems and decided to take their problems to God. All right, so here without further ado is the song at, or here's the song, The Altar, or no it's not, At the Altar, that's the name of the song. So, again, without further ado, here's the song, At the Altar.
1: I got here this morning. I had so much on my mind. I've been crying for so long.
0: I needed peace
1: for my troubled mind. As soon as I walked into the church, I found God's prayer near is that
0: podcast this week i would like to thank anique music for their continued support of music and vibes anique music is the publishing company that represents all of the music heard here in the podcast and they have been our sponsor for the last year i would say and they've been awesome partners and they're helping me do some amazing things so anique music thank you so much for your sponsorship i also want to thank you guys so much for listening if it was not for you then this podcast would not be possible. Why? Because what is a podcast without listeners? And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, I love you so much, and I look forward to seeing you and talking to you every week. I really feel like we're friends. So thank you so much for listening, and thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't know how much it it makes me feel to know that you guys spend time with me every week. I appreciate it. I love you guys, and thank you. I also want to let you guys know that I do plan to do some episodes, extra episodes, and I'm trying to figure out if I should do them at an extra episode of the podcast, or if I should do a YouTube episode, or if I should just do live episodes. I don't know yet, but I'm going to figure it out. But in order for you to get all of these episodes, regardless of how I do them, I would like to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get every episode that comes, and you won't have to wait for me to post the episode on Facebook or Instagram or Reverb Nation or wherever I post it. You won't have to wait. And if you subscribe, you would just get it the day it comes out instead of waiting for me to post it. Because sometimes I don't exactly post them. I don't... um, Posted on Wednesdays, I may go back. I may forget and do it like Thursday or Friday. So the podcast would be out on a Wednesday, but I may not put it on the Facebook page or um, Instagram or Reverb Nation until the next day. So if you want to get it immediately while it's quote-unquote hot off the press, then I say subscribe so that you can get these episodes immediately. I also want to encourage you guys to share the podcast episode with a friend. I see you're doing it, so thank you so much for doing that. And continue to share these episodes with a friend. And if this week's episode is an episode that made you think of a friend, share it. If the one we did before made you think of a friend, then share that. I have a whole lot of episodes this podcast is... Oh my goodness, it's almost two years old. So you can pick any episode that you want and share it with a friend. I truly would appreciate that. Now, if you guys want to connect with me, there are many ways to do that. You can um, always connect with me on the Music and Vibes Facebook page. And I think the handle for that is at the Music and Vibes podcast. You can also connect with me on Instagram. And I believe it's at Music and vibes. I think that's what it is on Instagram. So you can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm working on a website again, so I'll give you more information about that later. So yeah, feel free to message me on Facebook. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. However you want to reach out or connect with me, go ahead and do it. I'm always excited to hear from you guys. And I promise you, I will get back to you. Alright, I think that's all for today. So, Yeah, if I think of anything else, I will probably either put it out on Instagram or Facebook. But I think that's all. So until we meet again, guys, thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks for spending time with me. And until we meet again, I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye-bye.